what is going on guys i'm pretty sure we're live i pray that you can hear me i just completely redid the audio for the show and as you guys know the production team on this show is uh pretty shoddy it's pretty rough uh but we actually have like a super action-packed show today i'm really excited about it i know we've said this before like a lot of times we go through the weeks and we're like man we got to come up with stuff for the show we hope we got enough stuff to talk about that is not an issue today we got we got a lot of stuff to cover and uh, i'm really excited you guys notice there is a third person on the screen uh so we are joined by a guest uh on my i can't do this like i try to go like my right your left or whatever but i think it is i think it's my right your left buffner gaming the coast what's up man how's it going everybody thanks for uh tuning in we got a, a really good episode today and we got a, a special guest too so it's gonna be a good one that's right uh my left your right hailing from new zealand welcome in rock on black what's up dude g'day How's it going? How? Thanks for uh, having me on the show, and uh, hello, everyone. Yeah, glad to have you, dude. And how about, shout out the internet. We can talk to someone in New Zealand, man. That's so cool, I guess. If you think about it, really. <laughs> I just wish so, I could have some of your nice uh, Northern Hemisphere weather right now. It's uh, pissing down with rain, yeah? Oh, dude, we I'd trade you. We got, like, a little bit of sprinkle, but it's, like, a drought here and a million degrees. Like, I'm not even going to ah, say, perfect. I'm not even going to say Celsius or Fahrenheit. It's just, like, hot however too, too hot <laughs> yeah it's i'm ready for i'm ready for some fall weather cool down um so yeah if you guys are new uh how this show works the chat is on the screen that is important to us i know we say this every week but i just want you guys to know uh what you say is important that's why it's on the screen so when people go back to watch the vods that's over on the scope channel they see what you guys are saying we always read the chat as we go sometimes we can't answer because we're we're uh producing this wonderful amazing show uh, but we always read it and and your guys's opinions are important so i want that on the screen when people go back to watch uh what you guys say is on the screen it's married to the podcast so people watch it do what you're saying um also this is an audio show uh so that the podcast link is in the description also um the scope channel is where we post the vods of these where they generally live and also clips throughout the week of things that go on for digestible bite-sized parts that's on the clip channel We're trying to grow that almost a hundred subscribers so closing in so that's Getting pretty there. cool uh there. i think we're like four away from a hundred subscribers and then um also i think like i think the one podcast listener just like keeps re-downloading the episode like over and over because we're almost at 500 total downloads on the on the audio version so that's actually pretty cool what a go yeah yeah i think i shout out to them we, we appreciate you <laughs> absolutely a uh, man named nobody with the super chat Woo. all right thank you brother appreciate it yeah definitely we'll get into buff's video and stuff quite a bit but since rockhound's here uh we definitely want to talk to him about everything he has going on and just a little bit of background how i found his channel honestly guys if you go to youtube and you search embark studios upcoming game arc raiders project discovery any of that stuff you're gonna find his channel uh he is like the foremost leading expert on the stuff from embark studios and uh yeah i just wanted to start with a little bit of background get to know him a little bit and uh and then we'll get into the embark stuff because uh leading up in the week that was like the big kind of news story with with our creators getting delayed and their first person shooter coming to the forefront um wait 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 this is bad this show stinks but i did want to say something really quick i did want to cover some breaking news i'm sorry i had it all queued up i know i got i got headed down that path let's do this path we got some breaking news like super super quick um, we did see in a leak, I want to pull it up, that uh, Modern Warfare Warzone 2 global launch is November 16th. We didn't know that previously, and uh, this got leaked. Yeah, so it's breaking news for everybody. 
This is, um, yeah, this is the first time hearing of it. Yeah. So actually what happened was, this comes from the classic WoW Reddit, the World of Warcraft Reddit. Someone posted, <laughs> someone posted that when they have the call times, when they want to have people like on staff for big launches and stuff, if they have any problems. So yeah, we learned that. So we'll start, we'll start the program with a little bit of breaking news. Oh, okay. That is pretty big. So, sorry. Back, where, where, where? Rock count. All right. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I had that all queued up. I couldn't, I couldn't waste it. Like I had the scene set up and everything. Um, so yeah, what, what games did you start with? Like, when did you start to realize that gaming was something that you wanted to, uh, like re really sink your teeth into and even transition into YouTube? Like what games did you start with? Yeah. So Battlefield really hit was my start off game. Um, specifically oh, I did actually play Battlefield 1942, but really it was Battlefield two was the first game I kind of sunk my teeth into. Um, and then I actually kind of had a gap with Battlefield 3 and 4 and and um, I didn't really have a gaming PC. And then when Battlefield 1 came out, I got back into it again. Yeah, Battlefield, oh, Battlefield 1 was so good. That was like, I'm like a late bloomer. That's like kind of when I started. <laughs> um, and then, so I'm assuming that's how, then that transitioned into Embark Studios, right? Into your uh, interest in them when those developers yeah. kind of branched off. Yeah, actually prior to that, so I started my channel in early 2018 and for the first uh, maybe 18 months or so, I followed a game in development, uh, Mavericks Proving Grounds. Um, and unfortunately, the developer actually ran out of money uh, for that game. They never got to launch it, uh, which is a real shame. That was going to be a thousand person battle royale. And then wow. I briefly moved over to follow uh, the survival shooter Dead Matter, which was also in development. They're still kind of going, but uh, kind of in the gaming version of Purgatory at the moment. So hopefully <laughs> they get to release something. And then uh, I saw the first environmental test video for, uh, I guess, Ark Raiders from Embark Studios. And that really attracted my attention. And as soon as I found out that the developers were uh, a lot of experienced ex-Dice devs, that's when I knew that I wanted to follow Embark Studios because my expectations just rose immediately from, from the Battlefield experience. Yeah, that's awesome because they, that definitely caught my eye too. I didn't really notice like when they left the studio, but like some of the original uh, artwork and stuff that they started showing was, was insane looking. It looked incredible. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yes. they have about at least 80 ex-Dice senior dice devs uh at embark oh. studios out of 250 plus game wow. makers there so it's a significant portion that have come from dice now rockham were all those dice developers i mean i don't know if you know the number off the top of your head but of the 80 were would you say the majority of them were mainly on battlefield or were they do you know if they were rotating between different dice dice projects when they were there yeah it's a mixture for sure so some okay. of them were on uh, star wars battlefront um, franchise as well so yeah uh, definitely a mixture between battlefield yeah. and star wars battlefront nice cool. and then and then so like lately i just watched your uh i was watching some of your videos and stuff yesterday kind of getting up to speed and i saw like your future of the channel video was really cool um i'm uh i'm really like excited for the future of your channel because like i said you're definitely like the top search result when you go to look for the embark studio stuff and you talked about how 
uh you're kind of going to part-time for work and then um and then going into like focusing really hard on youtube and pushing forward with that yeah exactly and i think for a lot of people the last few years have been pretty strange and a, a lot of my friends have sort of reviewed their life path that kind of thing um i definitely did the same and i love making the videos and uh with the support of my amazing wife we just decided that actually i should just give this a go as much as i can so yeah now working uh, part-time yeah close quarters combat you know like town setting or open environment especially if you look at battlefield one or battlefield five so all of those things i expect to see from whatever games embark make um i also know that they're spending a lot of time working on the ai aspect of um the non-player characters like in arc it's the robots and the you know the flying robots and the ground-based ones so we should expect a lot from that as well um and have those robots being really good adversaries that almost have characteristics that are unexpected and like they're being controlled by a person but they're not so my, my expectations are very high for them but we need to see that first game you know before we can really be critical of it right i feel like i feel like ai holds a lot of games back and i first one that comes to mind is tarkov like the, the ai in that game is like you have such a really cool fleshed out game with a ton of detail and then the ai just acts ridiculous um yeah well, yeah and i think it's i think it's a problem that a lot of games struggle with if you look at the survival shooter dead side like their ai sometimes can be just you know you're hidden behind bushes and you get shot headshot and it's like that's uh detrimental to the way you feel about the game yep it, it really takes you out of it and then they didn't didn't embark also use uh ai as far like as programming and animation uh for like i just remember they posted i think they posted like a blog post where they had a big mechanical spider and they talked about like how they were using ai to like like it taught itself how to walk and navigate rocks and stuff like that yeah exactly so that that's the basis for those arc robots and arc raiders um and the game itself is going to rely hugely on how good that ai is you know they're putting a lot of um emphasis on that and if they get that wrong the game won't be great you know so there's quite a lot of pressure on their backs to get the ai right Yep, I agree. Because I guess it's a PVE shooter, so the E is like half of it, right? <laughs> it has to be. Yeah, and, to and and one of their recent changes is to potentially bring in uh, PvP, you know, that they want to add that. So uh, that concerns me a little because it makes me wonder, okay, well, how good is the AI and PvE aspect of it if they feel they need to add in a PvP aspect? But maybe that... Uh, Maybe that question is wrong. You know, maybe they just feel both are good. Yeah, it might make it better. Um, and then I guess the the biggest uh thing coming out of that was was last week they uh they delayed the Arc Raiders game. And I I honestly wasn't even sure. I didn't even know they announced it for 2022. I saw the delay and that was like the first time I'd heard of a time frame. So I was kind of confused. I was like, they're delaying it, but I didn't know they had announced it. So I guess I just I guess I just missed that. Um, and that's been kind of the, that was the, the, the narrative for a day. And then the next day they said they're pushing out their first person shooter a little bit faster. Um, so I guess my first question would be, do you think 
that the the arc raiders delay is like uh alarming or do you think it's a good thing i don't think it's alarming and in fact i think in some ways it could be highly expected um and I'm just going to read a comment here that was made by Owen Mahoney. It's a little long, but I hope you'll bear with me. So last year in August at a um, Nexon, so Nexon are the majority shareholder of, of Embark Studios, um, but Embark Studios are publishing their own games. So Nexon have a limited amount of impact on that. But Owen Mahoney, the CEO of Nexon, uh, said the following. He said, before we begin Q&A, let me anticipate one of your questions. When will the first game from Embark be released? I have two answers. The first is if you absolutely, absolutely had to put something in your model, put it in the second half of next year, so late 2022, um, which it still looks like we're going to get, but just not the game we expected. Um, he said it could certainly be sooner, but then he said, here's the real answer. It will depend on when our developers feel they have an outstanding game that they are proud to show to their closest friends Getting there is all about iteration, playtesting, and polishing. And any game company that is experienced and who is honest with you will tell you this is not a linear process. Iteration is about making the game fun, and that is an art challenge, not an engineering challenge. So we could give you a date that would satisfy your near-term need to plug something into your finance model. It would generate near-term excitement from users, but then it would put the wrong type of pressure on the game developers. They would have to hit a date regardless of what is right for making the game fun. In our industry, that's called crunch mode, which is industry parlance for put a game out by a certain date, no matter what the costs on the employees. Even after crunch mode, the game is often still not ready to launch. Battle, Battlefield 2042. <laughs> you didn't say that. I'm adding that. Uh, yeah. The result of all this is frequently disappointed customers, burnt out, demoralized developers, and damaged brands and impaired financial returns for investors. Crunch mode is one of the most pernicious problems in our industry. The charade of launch timing serves little purpose except this dance with equity analysts. Instead, the right thing to focus and push for is a game that blows people's minds. If we achieve that, the game will last many years and revenues will dwarf what we would have made by launching a quarter or two earlier. I'm sorry nobody in the industry has explained this to you before. Within the industry, we all know it's true, and yet few talk about it openly. Everyone should. So rather than give you a date, this team is going to give to our customers and our employees a commitment to make the best game we can as soon as we can. So I think that's actually an amazing statement. Like, like if they just stick to that and say, look, it doesn't actually matter, matter when we launch, as long as the game's amazing. In my mind, it's kind of true. Um, the caveat being, try to give us as best as you can expectation for when the game's going to come out and try and get it right as best yeah. you can. So it actually puts the pressure onto the marketing team in a way, not the game makers. Um, so people are going to be disappointed with this delay for our creators for sure, especially those that are only interested in player versus environment gameplay because it's being delayed to add player versus player. But yeah. it is what it is. And if we get an amazing game, well, who's going to look back on it and really complain about that delay? That's that very true. That's, that's definitely refreshing to hear because, I mean, you added that little caveat being Battlefield 2042 in there. And I think we're all disappointed with that one for sure. But this uh, this bad habit of 
the game has to release when it was originally set. I don't think there's anything wrong with pivoting a release date if the game isn't isn't ready. And like you said, the, the goal is to release the best product possible for the for the consumer and something that the development team is happy with. And if that's done, then you know money is to be made all around and you don't have um angry parties here and there. So I think this it's refreshing to hear. I I, I wish more studios would kind of adopt this this mindset when developing games because you know the game itself the trailers the gameplay we've seen looks amazing um and i'm i'm typically not i mean i'm more of a a modern military fps guy but this is something i'm very interested in playing so i i like everybody would obviously want it to be in its best state when we do get our hands on it so it's definitely good to hear that i'm glad you read that one yeah i like that too and it really is, and it, I like how direct it was. It says, you know, crunch and pushing games out before they're ready is a huge problem just to meet, you know, financial models and, and projections and make shareholders happy. My the only like the only like negative I could say is I kind of am, and it's just me being impatient and selfish. Is like I hate it when they tease stuff and it looks this good already, but now we have to wait like a year. Like that's the only thing. Yeah. But in the end, you know, the game releasing properly, finished, polished full of features is the main thing but yeah that's just me being like selfish and impatient <laughs> yeah i think in a way uh, as players we would almost like them to give us a date and then surprise us by bringing it forward there you <laughs> go right uh, yeah. but i think i think the flip side is that investors uh from their point of view probably wouldn't uh like that as much <laughs> yeah definitely um so yeah as far as our creators getting delayed that makes sense i think this game it's going to really fill a, a void that may be potentially being left by, you know, Battlefront not having another release since this is kind of third person. Um, it's a little bit, you know, space, futuristic fantasy. Um, so I, and made by some of the same developers. I think, I think uh, folks that were wanting a Battlefield or a Battlefront 3 uh, could really find a home here. And I, I suspect, like, and I always spitball theories and stuff. Um, so I feel like maybe, you know, that leaving that void by star wars is maybe why they wanted to add pvp they wanted that third person shooter pvp um they saw an opportunity there potentially um but yeah i, I really look forward to this game i think it's incredibly unique um the visuals are just insane looking um yeah. and then Looks uh, great. i think i think the it's like futuristic but it's also got like an 80s retro vibe to it it's just it's really unique so I, i'm looking forward to it um uh, I, I think um you know what you're saying about Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, you could almost imagine that Ark Raiders is actually set in the Star Wars universe, but it does not overlap with Star Wars lore at all. Yeah, it looks that, like it. That's a good way to good way to put. Now that you now that you say that, <laughs> like I didn't think of it before, but now that you say it, um, I don't know if that was the intent with this game or not, but I can definitely see it. That's pretty cool. And then, um, yeah, so. There was basically, there was basically like a half a day or a day, like eighteen hours of sadness, and then they came yeah. back out and said, "But wait, uh, we're actually pushing Project Discovery forward more." So I kind of want to pivot to that because that is the game uh, from Embark that we're getting first. So I put I put the uh, the teaser up on the screen that they they tweeted a while back. Um, so yeah, this is actually a first person shooter. So this is kind of more. I was actually more looking forward to this one, if I'm being honest. Uh, so I'm not sad about the decision to push this one forward. Uh, but what kind of game 
do you anticipate this to be a first person shooter and it appears to be kind of like an arena shooter right yeah actually firstly just going back to your first comment there that I wish they hadn't done that separate announcement. I wish they right. hadn't said it at once that they were delaying because uh, for me personally, those 18 hours or so, I was sweating going, okay, I've resigned from my job to focus on this channel and now oh, I might yeah. have a year or more without any content to create. Um, but I think a lot of players were also, you know, probably just disappointed with nothing else to, to go with. So it's a shame they just didn't announce the whole lot at once. Anyway, uh, Project Discovery, and I suspect we might learn its name pretty soon, but Project Discovery, from what we know, and we only have a seven-second teaser so far, which was released, I think, uh, last year or early this year. And all we know is that it's PvP, it's going to be free-to-play, it's team-based, it's a first-person shooter, and what we've seen so far is that it's set in like an urban environment, there's vehicles in the game, but that urban environment is surrounded by some sort of arena or stadium. And so yeah. what that means for the game, I'm not sure. Um, but we need to see some more info from the developer before we get a better idea of what is actually being driven in the game. You know, what's your reason for for fighting? Yeah, you can see. I, I didn't even notice that until I watched your video. I was focused on like the the guns and the characters and stuff like that but you can see the arena lights up around the edges and stuff and then you can kind of see that big lighting rig in the middle and there's like jumbotrons and stuff so it's really it's again really really unique um so yeah, yeah the teaser also shows us that there are nighttime modes as well so uh, those lights around the stadium or arena you know light up the map for the players yeah i'm 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 pretty excited um do you know are there any other like reasons you could think of why this would kind of leapfrog? Because uh, I, you know, we've mm -hmm. been under the understanding for a long time that Arc Raiders was first. We've seen trailers. There's a fleshed out website, and then to kind of last yeah. minute swap it around. Do you, are there any other reasons you could think of why that would be? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think coming back to that, those eighty senior dice devs, you know, that that were the core of embark studios when they started up they've all come from making well not all but a lot of them have come from making first person shooters in battlefield obviously star wars battlefront a little bit different but that that experience will mean that they can create a great first person shooter pretty quickly um and they probably did it faster than they actually anticipated that makes sense yeah i think it's going to be it looks like it's probably smaller worlds and stuff like that where you're having arenas rather than a big open world pve i'm again i'm i'm pretty ignorant when it comes to development i'm always trying to learn more and, and reason through why studios and companies do what they do uh but yeah i think that that makes a lot of sense and then uh to, i guess to go right along with that train of thought uh i saw i want i wanted you to talk about it but i saw in your uh most recent video that you kind of had a theory when we might hear more about this what do you what are you thinking yeah, so now they've made that announcement that they are pushing back Arc Raiders to next year and that Project Discovery is aiming to be launched at the end of this year, that immediately sort of projects their marketing timeline to be pretty short. You know, if, the, if, this, if that change hadn't happened and we just knew Project Discovery was coming at the end of this year, right now we would be going, where's the marketing for it? So they're going to have to kick things off pretty quickly my expectation is that 
maybe in even three or four days time we might see a teaser for them that announces the name of the game with that being a lead up to potentially seeing the first full trailer at gamescom which i think opening night for that is the 23rd of august um that might not be on opening night but my expectation is they're going to have to show us the trailer pretty soon so gamescom would be the obvious place to do that then yeah between then and the release of the game just the normal stuff you know more teasers um concept art um potentially some extended gameplay being shown to us they also said uh during the nexon earnings call that there would be a large-scale beta test in the early fall so we should expect that for maybe end of september early october something like that yeah that that's kind of i was like i i listened to your video where you talked about that i was just like what a complete 180 like i had it in my head i was like i want to remember embark you know because i loved all those battlefield games those developers everything looks good i'm like all right we're getting a pve and then all of a sudden it's like completely switched and i was like we're gonna have to wait till next year for an fps game which i'm a little bit more interested in and then boom it's like completely switched and like you said if they're doing that in fall they're gonna have to start like getting going on this marketing so Mm -hmm. we we should be seeing some stuff pretty soon that's really cool that's kind of a treat and i have been in touch with their um their comms team and every time i sort of have little chats with them and they don't give anything away they are a vault (laughs) when it comes to information um but they do say they're super busy all the time so that the marketing team have definitely been working on stuff uh, that we haven't seen yet. So it's not like they've been sitting around. I did, I did see. Uh, oh, I'm sure they, I'm sure they have an entire like schedule of when to release what on what channels when. Uh, definitely. What I saw on a, a Reddit of gaming leaks and rumors Reddit that it might be called Finals or something. Something final could potentially be the name. Do you know anything about the actual name? yeah so i've seen that rumor too um and i actually have specifically chosen not to discuss it in my videos um and i thought about this for a while and really the reason for me not to talk about it is that in a way if you think about the game makers they've been working on this project for years now and them getting to announce the game is will be a massive joy for for that group and i feel like if i consistently talked about the rumors of what the name will be especially if they're correct then it kind of steals that away from them and we don't need to do it like that doesn't give us anything extra other than just knowing what the name is by finding out the name right you know? so i'm um, a bad person so... i'm a bad person i shouldn't have <laughs> i get Not it a bad right. person. I, I, I understand why people want to talk about it we're all excited about it we want to know more about the game we want to know the name of it uh, but i think we're going to find it out very soon uh anyway for sure well yeah i mean i think i think we all kind of have a really good grasp on what embark studios is, is doing that was a really awesome rundown i mean yeah, one thing you know i just wanted to add at the end sure. here was uh you know we were talking before about what the game will be like and being in an arena and i kind of have some speculation about it and just thinking about uh games that i've played and and how they could sort of impact an fps i feel like no one's really made an a close quarters fps in that sort of arena style that has the feel almost of like playing a rocket league game 
where everything is fast paced, you're constantly on your toes, and the turnarounds are relatively short. Now, people watching this might go, actually, I can think of a game that fills that and whatever it is. I haven't played it, but I'm sure there are. There'll be games out there, but um, th that's probably what I would like to see is that highly competitive uh, potential for eSport, FPS, fast-paced, and and rapid turnover of games. So, you, you, you know, as a squad, you're just playing game after game and there's not too much downtime in between. That's what I would like to see from the game, but whether that's the case or not, we, you know, waits to be seen. Yeah, that's awesome. That makes that makes total sense. Um, uh, there, I'm sure they're going to do something, and uh, it it looks interesting and, and new for sure. I I like games like that. There's like a fine line between being tactical, where your life matters. It's not just a respawn mode, but also um, games like Rainbow Six Siege. I really like, but mm -hmm. at the same time, if you die at the beginning of a round, you're you're chilling for three minutes while your friends play the rest of the round. You know, and and Tarkov yeah. is like. Holy cow! When you die at the beginning of a raid, and then your your friends, you know, finish out their twenty minute raid, and then you have to play Tetris for twenty minutes in your stats before you can go back in. So I I'm looking yeah, for I a game. Not. I was gonna say just real quick. I was looking for I'm looking for a game that your life still matters, and you still get that tension, you get that pit in your stomach at the end of a round, but you're not sitting in menus for thirty minutes in between matches. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I think like Tarkov, I think Battle State. <laughs> get off on that kind of thing of making it hard for you and kicking oh, you yeah. out and all that kind of stuff. But um, my last video, I talked about this and it is a common uh, problem that they have to deal with is what do you do with that teammate that just got knocked out in the first two minutes and they're now waiting, you know, and they're getting bored. And in that teaser, we do see a wrecking ball smashing through one of the buildings. Then there must be someone controlling that wrecking ball. You know, it's come from somewhere. It could be AI controlled. But oh, yeah, I think it yeah. would be an option to have players that are kicked out of the game because they've been taken out, then take control of things that are external to the, the first-person shooter aspect, but they're still in the arena and a wrecking ball, you know, making Battlefield-style destruction of the map would be a really interesting way to do that. That is super cool. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I'm excited to see what ideas they come up with. It's going to be going to be unique. Yeah, I, I didn't even think of that. I'm glad you brought that up because it's it's also, if that were the case, it's it's just another way to kind of help your team without being, you know, an overpowered asset. But, but um, that would be that would be pretty, pretty cool. It just allows you some sort of coordination and something to do would be definitely fill, fill it so you're not just falling asleep waiting to come back. <laughs> yeah, you're still part of the team, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's really cool. In in Rainbow Six, you can get on cameras, but Random never do that. If they can, if they can break something, yeah, they'll do that. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, and and Rainbow Six are probably you know, and I was talking before about the Rocket League thing. That's probably the closest sort of uh, example that I could think of. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm thinking it might be going down the lines, but more at, at a faster pace. Awesome. Well, yeah, we'll we'll keep our eye on it. Um, yeah, before we let you go, is there anything else that you wanted to, to bring up or talk about with Embark? With Embark? Uh, well, they have actually have a third project, which is they're working mm -hmm. on a uh, open source, as far as I can tell, um, platform that people can make their own games on. 
Um, uh, we don't know well, much about that yet. Um, it might be a little bit like Roblox, uh, but it, there really isn't much information out about there yet. They are very, on the developer side, they're very open. They have a lot of open source stuff. They have developer open source websites and things available to other developers. So um, that's just something to keep an eye out for um, how it relates to FPS style games uh, is yet to be seen. Holy cow. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really cool. We've 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 kind of seen a theme with that over the last few episodes, actually, where companies and stuff like Halo Forge and um when mm-hmm. when uh the EA uh render engineer was on the podcast talking about 2042, um he mentioned how user generated content could be like the future of gaming because there's just so many people who are talented that could make content yeah. and solve that issue of like low content. So I I'm really starting to see a theme in the industry of user-generated content kind of being the future. That's really cool to hear. Yeah, and if, if it can uh, come into FPS games, I think that's exciting because, you know, that's something that's not been uh, available for us to be able to make our own, easily make our own FPS games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I'm, think so. My fingers are crossed for that. Yeah, that, that, should, that should be really cool. Well, I really appreciate your time, and if those of you listening haven't understood it, if you're interested in these upcoming games at all, subscribe to this guy he's no he knows his stuff uh keep you up to date on the news and then i'm sure are you planning on doing like uh guide content and stuff whenever the games do release like kind of tactics yeah. and stuff like that yeah so essentially the sort of things i have on my channel are super detailed breakdowns of trailers um general information about updates but once the game releases i'll be have gameplay game guides uh, we'll look at easter eggs in the games all those usual things i just haven't had a chance to do those yet because i haven't had a released game to follow yet so. <laughs> awesome well yeah so well, before you before we let you go rock on I, I i had like two or three questions i just want to ask you and yeah, i know all right. i know i know you said so you your first battlefield was battlefield 2 and then you got back into it at battlefield 1 um so I have I have my my opinions here. What would you of all the battlefields that have kind of been out there, if they were to, you know, after what happened with 2042, if they were, in your opinion, if they were to start fresh and just call the next title Battlefield, which Battlefield game would you personally like them to kind of take from and, and use it as almost like a, a building block? Wow, that's a <laughs> throw me under the bus question. I know. Uh, no, no, I think, uh, yeah, I have thought about this and I feel like the gameplay of Battlefield 3 and 4 mm-hmm. combined with the in-depth immersion and kind of lore of Battlefield 1, mm-hmm. um, you know, that game, when you dive into it, is pretty yeah. moving in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. And and probably just some of the polish of Battlefield 5 that wasn't seen in Battlefield 1. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be a Frankenstein of, of all right. of those games, you know, where we just choose the best things. But I, I really hope they just go back to those, you know, classes and just the things that were kind of the core of Battlefield and not step away from those and just iterate on those and polish those things that we know that work. You know, they don't need to reinvent the wheel, which they seem to have tried to do with battlefield 2042 but they invented yeah. invented a square not a wheel especially <laughs> when they originally made the wheel so <laughs> yeah 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 that's right but you know that i think in a way that is a sign of those 80 or so developers that yep. left dice and started in Buck studios you know when you take the core away from that you're going to end up with a very different product mm. being produced and we've seen that yeah absolutely 
that's I mean, you hit the nail on the head with kind of where my thought process was. I, I was a big fan. I know you said you kind of skipped out on Battlefield 3, but I was a big fan of Battlefield 3 for like the how immersive it was and, and almost grounded. You know, you almost felt like you were part of part of a soldier in this conflict. And then yeah. I know you yeah. since you played Battlefield 2, I actually loved the class structure in Battlefield 2. And I, I was kind of disappointed when they moved into you know the bad companies but especially battlefield 3 they they reduced it to just to like the four to five classes there because i think there was like seven or eight in battlefield 2 and, and it offered very distinct roles for everybody which i thought i mm-hmm. thought worked better personally yeah i think having to make those choices of who you are as yeah. a character in the game is really important and the flexibility of 2042 i think they just lost that completely um, yeah. when i said i skipped three and four actually i just went back and played them later than when they were oh, released. Yeah. so yeah um so I have, I think I now have every battlefield, uh, and I actually went back and played 1942 again uh, oh, wow. a couple of years ago. There was <laughs> one server or something online where you could do it. So just for, uh, you know, the sake of it. There you go. Did you ever happen to play um, Medal of Honor 2010 or Medal of Honor Warfighter? No, that, no, that wasn't uh, my, uh, what wasn't my path damn yeah those are those are classics for sure um but i i know we were talking about you know being able to create your own user generated content and stuff like that not sure if you've if you ever heard of or checked out a game called insurgency sandstorm but on pc Mm -hmm. they have like the modding i don't know if you're aware or have done an ismc mod and like that's a really good um example of user generated content because you know the devs made the base game but the amount of content that this specific mod called ismc mod adds to the game is leagues beyond the content that's being added officially to the game so it's almost it pays better to have it on pc because you have this content that you know can go on forever almost in- increasing the game's life indefinitely yeah. almost which is which is if it goes to your point it's it is kind of going to be the future of gaming in my opinion yeah i'll definitely check that out i have insurgency i've only played it a small amount so um i've played a lot of hell let loose lately yeah, great um, I, game. I enjoy the immersion of that. Um, I, you know, in my mind, if we could blend two games, it would probably be Hell Let Loose and Battlefield Five. I think would be, yeah, would be pretty cool. It, it's interesting. I think um, the Hell Let Loose they they teased something around this at the end of last year. Maybe it was where they were they were planning to almost do a modernized version of that somewhere down the road. So. You see all these kind of games filling, trying to potentially fill in where Battlefield went wrong with 2042, but um, I'll have to see what happens there. And then, you know, with Embark Studios, the stuff we went over here, um, you made a good point. The turnaround, I think, on on the development for all this stuff was faster than any of us expected. Because I remember, I remember hearing the studio was being formed in X Dice, and then it seemed like almost the next day we had trailers for for art creators so i'm i'm really excited uh, definitely games i i'm gonna keep an eye on and definitely check out they look they look fun which is important i think gaming kind of has lost some of that fun factor over the years so this this looks like it's going to be refreshing yeah and back have been pretty quiet really uh their fourth birthday will be coming up in november so they have actually been around for a while now and lying kind of low um, so they've had plenty of time to create something spectacular for us. I'm just hoping that's what they've done. Yeah, that, that's good. It sounds like they they used the uh, the the COVID time to their advantage and caught up on everything. So that's yeah, good. as best they as best they could. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. 
cool. Well, yeah, I think unless you have anything else to add, Rockdown, uh, we might let you go. Um, yeah, I, I just want to say thanks so much for having me on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Man. And um, I, I guess I can just sign off like I always do in my videos, which is to say, kia kaha, stay strong. <laughs> All right, man. Heck yeah. Right. I, I just want to say to everyone, please, yeah, check this guy's channel out. If you're interested in any of this stuff, he's going to be your go-to news source. And I uh, would love to have you back on uh, when some of these games start to come out. We start to have some of these betas and things like that. I'd love to have you back on. I sure appreciate it, man. Sounds great. I'd love to do that, too. All right, guys, we're going to take a really quick break, and uh, we'll be right back. Um, after the short little break, we're going to talk about all the Modern Warfare stuff, some Tarkov stuff, and uh, move on through all that. So there's a lot to talk about. We'll be right back. What is up, guys? We're back. Just the two of us. The standard. How awesome was that, man? Yeah, that was a that was that was a great interview, man. Embark Studios and those games are just they're one of those. I don't know. It's sub. It's I mean, you know, the games I like to play and what I'm interested in. This is that typically doesn't fit my my area, but it's something I really am looking forward to, to seeing and playing. So I'm glad we were able to get Rockhound on. He was very nice. um there we go sorry i'm having i'm having like dude the production team is like <laughs> screwing it up today um can we get like if anyone in the chat would let us know if the audio sounds good now i know we lost buff for just a second but yeah we should be good anyway another thing i wanted to talk about first off massive thank you to rockhound that was super cool i i love having like being able to talk to somebody like that who's just an absolute resource like he, you can just ask him any question he's like well yeah actually and goes on that was like super awesome yeah and the other thing is like, dude, I think it's a big deal. We're a segment show now. Like we have segments. Like yeah. that's that's We're huge. Evolving. We're I evolving, mean, man. It's great. That, that, that's an actual big deal. We're a segment show now, so don't get it twisted. I think that's <laughs> I also, that's. He he brought up a. I liked the uh, the little bit he read there, um, about you know putting the game over the release date. I think that was that was good to hear. I think like we talked about when he went after he read that. That's. That's something. I mean, imagine if Battlefield just said, "Hey, you know, we're we're delaying for another year, or we're scrapping the title and going to reuse these assets for the next set or something." It, I almost feel like that would have been the better choice than releasing something that the consumer doesn't like, right? So it it kind of goes in general for all all development teams, studios, publishers. That's say uh, it's probably a, a good good thing to start doing yeah and i th i thought that was i thought that was really cool uh also where he he kind of said along those lines that even though they have like a parent company they're still publishing mm -hmm. their own games so there's like there's not an ea to say hey i know the game's not done but we got to get it out by this holiday season so right. i i think that was really really insightful too and just how the games are going to work and stuff and uh, i we'll talk about it a little bit at the end if we have time um but yeah like yeah there's going to be some stuff at gamescom and this could potentially be like yeah. some pretty pretty cool stuff at gamescom definitely and and i i i bet part of the part of the contracts maybe or, or stipulations of a lot of these dice guys coming back on was was you know we we want to be able to release a game that we're proud of when when it's ready and not be forced to kill ourselves in development and rush something that isn't finished. So I, I bet that was probably part of the signing of a lot of these guys, which uh, good for them. Yeah, for sure. 
man, I'm just so thankful that he would take time out of his day and uh, and do that and come answer questions with us. And I think this is going to work out perfect because there was a lot of news that dropped today with Modern Warfare 2. Like, a lot of stuff came out this afternoon. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, you've probably been busy, huh? A little bit, little uh, bit busy. I was not expecting, um, you know, we, we talked on Twitter briefly and I was in the middle of stuff and had a had to find like a 30 minute gap to just spit out a video quick. Uh, so definitely wasn't expected. It really put a, put a wrench in my day, but I'm glad, glad we got the news. Yep. And just real quick, thank you so much, uh, Justin for the, for the super chat. Really appreciate that. Um, so yeah, I have the trailer pulled up. So yeah, this thing dropped today. Uh, campaign early access is kind of a big deal. Um, something that happened. So I guess these Intel drops might be coming out on Tuesdays now. So, cause, cause we had the show Monday and then the very next Tuesday they had, uh, they showed that clip of the recoil. They just talked about the farm 18 map. And yeah. then this Tuesday we got the campaign early access. So I guess, uh, I think of how I have it queued up to watch it. I think I have it kind of, kind of backwards. So that's, that's how production goes around here is ass backwards. Uh, that's, that's all right. <laughs> so I have the, I have the campaign teaser pulled up again. Um, I think I think we covered it kind of cool on our channels. I talked a little bit about like the marketing behind it, about having campaign early access, mm -hmm. and um, a little bit about they did a really cool blog about um, the yeah. new engine and some of the stuff, like how the sound is going to work and propagate through. Um, so I, I talked about that, and then you covered uh, all the all the weapon stuff and things like that. But I thought <laughs> I thought this actually looked really cool with like how it rendered out and the depth of field effects and the lens flares and the lighting and um, all that stuff. So I guess, yeah. Um, and I guess if you've been following the show for a while, <laughs> the, we kind of already talked about the campaign early access being a potential thing uh, because it was leaked in the, in the mobile alpha. There was a line of code or no, it might've been leaked when they dropped the new season. I think when they dropped the new season of, of Warzone, there was uh, a data mined uh, reality data mined a, a piece of code that says campaign early access. So we know, we right. knew this was potentially a thing, but what were kind of your first thoughts on the trailer? Oh, I thought it looked I thought it looked amazing, dude. I, it was it was quick, but it gave you it gave you so much um, a lot of a lot of stuff. And again, you went into a lot of you went into it and you also went into a lot of the, the engine changes and everything they outlined in a blog post, whereas I went into the, the in-depth weapons and kind of gave my overview. So I, I was listening to your video. While I was finishing my edit. So I, it, we complimented each other perfectly there. But yeah, <laughs> I, I think, dude, it looks awesome. And we I, I, th I definitely think um, you know, we got some good shots of weapons. The campaign looks like we've been discussing. It looks like Sicario one and two vibes heavily, especially the gear. You know, it has that Ghost Recon Wildlands uh, clear and present danger Sicario vibe to it. And I think uh, even the guy that I think it, maybe the guy that plays Alejandro said something on his Instagram a couple months back when we first got the Arizona teases that you know, they, they were kind of required to watch the Sicario movies and like that was the vibe and the tone they were going for with the campaign. So the campaign, definitely some shots there that look um, South America, whether it's Mexico, Bolivia, something like that. But the gear, you know, you see a lot of operators in in jeans and just like that Delta-esque look, which is a big thing for me. I, I love that. So I think it looks great. And I also don't think it's a, uh, I think it, don't think it's a coincidence. We got a shot of that C-130 in the clouds. I think that's a that's an obvious nod to Warzone Two. Yep, I think that's what we're going to be dropping into. But yeah. I 
I loved it. And one of the things I clued in on, I was like, the first thing I was like, I can't wait for Buff's video because he's going to tell us what all these guns are. And then, yeah. and also like the the difference in settings, like it's very diverse. You have um, just, I mean, like this clip looks like you're in like Columbia or something. And then you're in a river and a water in a larger city. There's one where you're dropping into a river bottom with big plateaus and rock formations. Uh, looks one looks like you're down underneath in like city sewers or a subway tunnel or something like yeah. that. So I, I just love that. Like the, the it looks like the campaign's going to take place in a lot of different places. And then we get the gillied up look right there at the end. Right. Yeah, and I know someone, I haven't had any time to look at all my comments on my video or anything, but somebody said there was a shot that they were like 100% certain was Chicago, which I got to look at that. I mean, that because there's there are some shots in the trailer that I was thinking, man, this this looks, I mean, I see London in there, um, but it definitely there's some shots that I was like, that looks like a, like America, which kind of, you know, if we're looking at Modern Warfare 2 from 2009 and Modern Warfare 2 from 2022, I expect them to, there to be some parallels uh with those games so it would make sense that we we have some some missions over on american soil as well but yeah i dude i'm pumped that the gear looks awesome and again all the different mixing and matching with the gear that i'm seeing i'm i'm probably getting too excited but like hope i guess hopeful my hopes are up that maybe we'll be able to customize our operators in some way with with clothes because we see some shadow company guys that are just wearing not a typical shadow company outfits and not wearing what we see shadow company guys wearing in that dark water mission. So there may be some customization here that we're going to be getting as well. There's just a lot of, a lot of good stuff in this, this trailer. Yep. Thank you, Leo, for the super chat. Yeah. I really appreciate that, man. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Like I've always wished they would go back to like world war three customization, which was in advanced warfare where it'd be so cool <laughs> if you could change out like your, pants even just your pants and your top would yeah, be cool yeah. and maybe gloves and and your mask mm -hmm. or something would, would be really cool yeah um, just base just basic like i mean i don't know if you've ever even played sandstorm but sandstorm has like pretty basic customization but it's enough that if, if you want to go in and make like 30 different characters of yourself with different outfits you can do it and keep yourself busy so that'd be cool yep. i love that and then um I also saw in there the repelling, and I, I'm sure that'll probably be in the campaign, but I, I instantly thought about that hostage mode as well, um, where they talked about repelling too. I thought that was yeah. cool, to, cool to get a look at. And I know it was Reality or Ralph, one of those guys, I don't remember who it was on the top of my head, I think it was, I think it was Ralph. Um, he had the, the, some of those articles on whatifgaming.com with some of the new gameplay mechanics that you would be able to do. And one of them was... Um, repelling on the rope like that and you know pushing out and coming through the through a window or something so that would make sense and that's even i don't know if you ever played call of duty ghosts back in the day but the campaign there's a one campaign mission there um uh patriots day i think it is maybe um but it's it's a nighttime mission like that where you're repelling down a skyscraper and you push out shoot through and break through the window so it really reminded me of that which i thought that was a great mission and that's kind of what it looked like to me so um if that translates into multiplayer for some sort of hostage rescue mode would be awesome especially you think yeah. about it in like in warzone or dmz right if you're like in dmz you know whatever that ends up being if we're like in a building trying to complete an objective and some dude just comes crashing through the window at us i mean it's just it's a lot of a lot of cool stuff to think about here yeah, that's one of the things that hooked me on Rainbow Six Siege. I know it's kind of gone off the rails on, you know, fantasy type stuff, but I, 
I, mm -hmm. The repelling has always been something that I think is really cool. You can repel down in skylights upside down. You can do hot breaches. You know, you can shoot the window and swing in. And uh, you yeah. can even, you can even, you know, you can put breaching charges on the windows, on the barricades, and then slide out and then hit your breaching charge and then go in, do like a hot breach. Yeah, um, exactly. That stuff's really, I always liked those mechanics. I thought it, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, um, and I'm hopeful, amazing. hopeful for that. Um, and then I also saw on his back, he did have a sledgehammer. So on that, on that repel scene. So maybe hit the window with that, just like the sledge operator in rainbow. I don't know. Diddy, I miss. I didn't see that. That is that's really cool. Yeah, I, it doesn't surprise me either, dude. The 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 gear set. I mean, that's why I love Infinity Ward. The attention to detail on everything um, is so so well done by them always. So I I yeah, did I also see it there. Yeah, yeah. I did also say that in my video to enjoy the launch window before because <laughs> yeah. we're gonna get we're gonna get anime skins. We're gonna get movie collabs. Like it's gonna get wild. But but when it launches, it's it's gonna be a really immersive experience. Um, yeah, for, for it is boomers like us. Yeah, I feel like. <laughs> It'll be the the best couple, best three months probably <laughs> ever. Yep. So so, what do you think of that though? Like I I I kind of talked about it, but what what do you think of the whole idea of an early campaign? Like from from like a marketing standpoint, like how it's gonna go. Yeah, I think you and I had similar opinions on it in our videos. As personally, I know you said you you haven't really you you went back and played Modern Warfare 2019's campaign after the fact, or it was regardless your first one. But there's always I mean, that's what I did for the release of Modern Warfare is I streamed right at midnight. I streamed the campaign and played it all the way through. And then the next day I started, you know, getting into multiplayer that week. So this is this is is good because you don't need to worry about competing and multiplayer and leveling up your your stuff as fast as possible. You, we can all take the whole week and weekend and week <laughs> to enjoy the campaign. And, and there's a lot of I mean, like Modern Warfare 2019's campaign. I'm going to have a video on one of the missions coming up here soon, but I mean, there's so many moments in that, that the replayability and just, uh, just watching those, you know, it's one thing to play through the campaign, but it's another thing to go back and run through a mission on like realism mode and do it like a, like a, like a tier one operator. You know, there's just a lot of content that can be made from that alone. And that's obviously we're going to see weapons that maybe we hadn't seen in the betas. We're going to see, get a good taste of probably what, to expect for multiplayer. And I think it also just adds to the hype, right? I mean, the marketing is going to be, going to be easy. And you made a good point in your video was they can focus on this, the campaign for the marketing. And then that last week push multiplayer marketing heavily. And then, you know, Warzone, DMZ, um, after that. So I think it's, it's smart. And again, we get to enjoy campaigns. So that'll be, that'll be good. Yeah, it's kind of going to be a staggered release, so you'll have the campaign a week early. And I mean, mm -hmm. I can't, I can't imagine the actual gross earnings they're going to have from pre-orders. From you can play the campaign early, like so many people are going to pre-order because of that. Yeah, um, and it's all it. digital. It doesn't. I don't think it was a specific version. It's just digital, which I already did anyway. So yeah, I mean, a lot of people aren't going to want to wait a week to to play it that's for sure yeah especially with everybody streaming it there'll be a bunch of videos and spoilers and stuff so yeah, it, yeah it's going to be it's a massive incentive to pre-order um yeah. i'm honestly surprised they haven't done this earlier because i also said you know when they talk you talk about how much work goes into a campaign almost as much as a movie right they have yeah. to they have to act the scenes out animate everything they have to light mm -hmm. it they even i thought it was so cool 
Um, and I really loved that blog post where they talked about the dark water level that we're showing, um, how they did the rain audio. Uh, there's a big focus on water. So uh, water sounds, ballistics, looking through water, like how deep you can see, um, how, how lethals and tacticals interact with the water and water vehicles. And uh, I thought that was really cool. They used like new, uh, uh, what do you say, hydrophones? Uh, to to yeah. record boat sounds underwater and stuff like that, and then uh, the engine allows them to do new stuff with sound, with having different rain sound emitters across the map, and it interacts with uh, occlusion and things like that for for an immersive experience. And it, I also talked about like mixing the audio, um, about how you know when you're the rain kind of normalizes or is compressed when there's other stuff going on, so you can still stay immersed it, but like it's not like Tarkov. <laughs> When you go into Tarkov and it's raining and you have a headset on and you get done with the raid, you're like, oh my God, thank you. Because it's yeah. just so blaringly loud. And yeah. we're going to talk about the Tarkov audio just a little bit in the in the last segment. But <laughs> yeah, I think all that stuff was, was really cool. This is exactly what I was hoping Battlefield would do with 2042. I wanted, I wanted like if, I mean, just the hype is going to be unreal, partly because they kind of have a monopoly on the AAA space, but like having like little tidbits every week is like what i really hoped battlefield would have done yeah and i mean also from a content creation standpoint it allows it allows us to focus on single player for a full week you know i'm not because when multiplayer comes out it's going to be its own animal but when single player is out you know we have that whole week to to you know play the campaign and make related videos on the on the levels do reviews it just allows us like you said it allows the attention to to be solely on campaign for a period of time because a lot of work went into that and campaigns for call of duty um i always love those campaigns i think the only campaign i really just was really turned off by the first five minutes was vanguard but everything else i mean even 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 the goofy ones, I mean, are always like, a, apparently I haven't finished it, but Infinite Warfare apparently has just the best campaign ever. I, I played a little bit of it recently, and it's definitely good. So Infinity War knows how to tell stories. I'm glad um, they're going to allow everyone a full week to experience that. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was trying to say before I, my boomer brain went somewhere else. Was, hey, <laughs> after all that work they put into it, it'll get kind of showcased for a week. People will play it. Yeah. I, I, I remember Vince Sempella talking about how they put so much work into campaigns and then no one plays them or they play them for 10 minutes and then go to multiplayer and never touch it again. So it's kind of a yeah. lot of wasted work, mm -hmm. uh, but this will be, this will be different. It'll be cool. And we get, then we get multiplayer and DMZ on the original release date in October. And then, yeah, the breaking news that I almost glossed over this show stinks. And uh, that they, I almost, did they, before we get into this breaking news, did they confirm DMZs at launch? Did I, did I miss that at some point? Uh, that's, they or haven't we just go, we're going off the previous tom henderson stuff right uh yeah the tom henderson and the reality okay. stuff yeah i think because yeah. okay. it was all it was all in there and yep. and we're kind of thinking this because i kind of think it'll be at launch too because when the nfl players played it and they leaked those pictures there was the dmz menus were already in the build that they played right that would make yeah that would make sense for sure so yeah hopefully that's good and it comes out then and then yeah in november what did i say six 16th 16. it's on the yeah. ticker look at that it's on the ticker uh yeah warzone 2 comes out november 16th so it'll be a little bit staggered but there's just a lot of content in this game potentially yeah that's awesome man I mean, especially um you know however we don't know really anything about warzone 2 much about how it's going to play and stuff but again 
we enjoy the campaign for that period of time. And then we have, what does it end up being like two weeks or so um, to enjoy a little bit over two weeks for multiplayer to level stuff up and get ready for Warzone and then obviously DMZ. So I, I love the staggered launch here. Um, I'm, ex I'm excited. I think this is the way to do it. Yep. I think that'll be really cool. And then, yeah, so campaign early access, if you pre-order, you get a week early. And then um, I guess the only other thing, do you want to talk about the stuff that happened the last week, the Farm 18? And I, I, I would love your thoughts on the recoil um, that they showed a little bit of. Yeah, I know. I, I was maybe going to make a video on it last week, but I just like it, I, I was busy with stuff and um, it didn't really feel like enough to cover um, given my schedule last week. But yeah, I thought the map looked looked really cool. Um, excited to see more of it. And then we saw in that video the the first person weapon was the the M4 uh, URGI. So it's just essentially like a an iteration of what is the salt my block too. But uh, yeah, I mean the recoil. I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, honestly, I know a lot of people were blown out of the water. Um, first off, you have no attachments, and I doubt they were really heavily uh, trying to control the recoil. Also, so um i thought i thought it was honestly good to see that recoil but i wouldn't judge the recoil based on that little bit because historically um regardless you're gonna put some attachments on it and be fine and, and the weapon we saw kick like heavy to the right um if it does do that that's i think that's a good thing um but i don't think i don't think if you're controlling it it's really going to be doing much of that plus you add some attachments um, it won't be bad, but I, I, I would like increased recoil versus what was in 2019. So we're just going to have to wait, really wait and see because um, it looks heavy ish there. But again, not, I don't think it's I don't think it's enough to really judge what the recoil is going to be like in the game. Yeah, honestly, I'm I, I like the idea of more recoil. But if you watch the front <laughs> sight, it's almost just visual recoil. It's like the, the back peep sights like bouncing around, but the front sight like and where the gun is hitting hardly mm -hmm. move so yeah i think a lot of people saw that motion blur made it look maybe yeah. worse than it was yeah and uh people kind of overreacted i thought i didn't think it looked too bad at all um no. and I'm, I'm hoping for a little bit more more recoil honestly um and, I mean, and you also look at that deep water mission you had the the mark 16 of the scar light in that gameplay and we saw i mean that thing fires the same caliber as an m4 and it didn't have any any insane recoil at all so i wouldn't worry too much about it yep and then, yeah, this is the other graphic that I meant to show when we were talking about the staggered launch. Um, shows the road to launch and, and how things are going to line up. So yep. starting September 15th, it's going to be kind of balls to the wall up until launch with stuff coming out. Campaign early will be really cool. Um, the other thing I guess I kind of forgot to mention, my brain's like all over the place because I'm thinking about audio problems. <laughs> um, <laughs> is uh, This show is so bad. Um, they talked about new stuff engine-wise with visuals too. Um, yeah. I thought like having the vol real volumetric lighting and then I thought, yeah. the I don't know why, but to me, like having particles be actually 3D, I thought was kind of big. Um, yeah, that'll, that'll make, think about how much more immers immersive you'll feel in those environments and stuff, you know? Yeah, they'll look, they'll look a lot more realistic, I think, mm -hmm. uh, because they did, they did admit to it. I know I, it had been kind of up in the air if they actually did this, but they kind of admitted to it. Like in, I think this is a really cool screenshot. Um, they did kind of admit to it that the, uh, the explosions and particles and things like that were actually flat images and they just kind of rotated with your camera. 
Uh, but okay. now it's it's actually going to be real 3D particles that exist in space, and and you can move around and stuff and see and wow. like the reflection and stuff look really cool. I don't, I wonder if they're going to do ray tracing. 2019 did, so I'm sure they will with yeah. the the RTX stuff. Mm -hmm. I would assume so, especially at the, I. I think like the the next gen consoles can handle it to to a certain degree as well. So I I would wouldn't be surprised if they did. I would expect it. <laughs> yeah, and it, hopefully it's not like twenty forty two where they did ray trace shadows. Like I was so yeah. mad about that. Like there was so like I made so many videos. Like I was so excited for twenty forty two, and then they slowly got sadder and more sad and more sad. Like yeah. I was like no server browser. I was like no voice chat. RTX shadows. What the? Oh, that shadow looks really crisp. Like you're real. That's gonna really change stuff. Like I was just. Ugh. I I didn't notice. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can't tell. You can turn on RTX shadows and it does nothing. So, um, I'm excited to see because I'm down to uh, multiplayer. I'm a frame slut, so I'm gonna crank it, you crank are. it up. I'm gonna absolutely crank that up. But in campaign, I'm down to like ultra high everything ambient occlusion ultra high oh, yeah. reflection and turn rtx on for the to try to get immersed in the campaign i think will be really cool to try because these screenshots looking look awesome with the fog and stuff yeah the screenshots looked amazing especially in those in those articles they put up um and even just like if you if you pause the video at like any point <laughs> it looks awesome so yeah i'm pretty pumped yeah, you can like even when there's a lot of motion and stuff, it still looks really good. And of course, of course, some of those are could be like pre-rendered and like on a super machine and stuff like that. But I yeah. I think you can you can definitely tell an engine difference in graphics between this and 2019. A lot of people say it's exactly the same. I think I think you kind of get that feeling because like it has that same feel. But I think graphically, it looks like a pretty pretty big improvement to me to my my untrained eye. Yeah, I, mean, I noticed it right away. Even with the the reveal trailer, I thought I thought the graphics looked a lot better. So I definitely don't think it looks the same. I hope it plays and feels the same for to you know some degree, but uh, looking the same, I, I don't I don't see that at all to be honest. Yep, I I totally agree. So I'm trying to think: is there anything else we missed with all this stuff today? There's a uh, lot of stuff. I don't think so we got you know a lot of screenshots in those articles great stuff in the trailer some new weapon confirmations good information on what's going on behind the scenes new technology engine improvements so i guess um, I, I didn't i didn't really ask uh, you though like what what were a couple of the the weapons you're excited to see were there any new ones there was a few new ones that i mean i i'm pretty sure we saw the mp7 in some of the previous trailers but we saw that today um we also saw the uh, Remington MSR, as well as that's coming back from Modern Warfare Three, I believe it was in. And then we saw the Barrett MRAD, which I don't think's been in any game yet. So that was that all gillied up rifle that that we saw there. So the Barrett MRAD. Um, there was one actually unknown weapon um, that I, I labeled in my video as unknown because we only saw. It's like that that one part where he's walking through that valley, that canyon area, and we only see the weapon in uh it's in low ready, he's got an aim point optic on it, and it's a it's a it's a tan rifle. You can see the charger handle is based on like an AR fifteen platform. Other than that, like I don't know what that is. I know someone brought up in, in chat it maybe may have been the uh, the new six spear or the M five there. So 
very possible. There's not enough. We don't see enough of that weapon to really determine what it is, but um, definitely could be the M5, which would be awesome. So I think seeing all those new weapons, but we got good shots of existing weapons like the uh, the Sig MPX and some other ones. So I think overall, like, the trailer was awesome. The weapons look great. Um, I'm pumped, man. Yeah, and I. I'm kind of excited to use that integrated suppressor honey badger. I think you mentioned the honey badger was in there and the yep. integrated suppressor version. I always thought it was really cool and caught ghost. I liked yep. how it felt. So I'm excited to use that. And then, yeah, that I, I know what, what you're talking about now where he was walking down the Valley and I just remember seeing the yeah. light hitting those rocks and the shadows looked really cool. But yeah, he, <laughs> that's what it I looked great. at. That's yeah. what I looked at. But yeah, he did have a tan gun with a charging with a T T handle. Yeah. It was, it was too low to see. I instantly thought that it looked like the monstrum uh, collimator from from Tarkov. But yeah, it's, I mean it's basically, basically basically the same thing. Yeah, aim point. It's and uh, it's got like the laser on the side there. Yep. Everybody calls it. <laughs> I I just saw on Twitter. I was like, they people were screenshotting that first part where he's running with the with the sniper rifle with the Remington the MSR, yeah. and it was like intervention, intervention. I'm like, oh my god, yeah, I saw like, that too. Everybody's like so quick to call it that. It's funny. That one and the the all gilded up part there, they were all saying a lot of people were saying intervention. Um, it really honestly looked nothing like the intervention. So I think <laughs> people are just like thirsty for an intervention. Yeah, yeah, I could I could just like visualize you shaking your head, and going, "Come on, guys, come on, guys." I, don't yeah. think so. <laughs> I know, not at all. Um, so yeah, I think I think that covers that pretty well. Um, I was going to talk a little bit about new content for Tarkov. They did a Tarkov TV. Um, which is where they usually talk about new things. And people got really excited because they said there's going to be two hour maintenance. And that usually means they're bringing new features. And they said, they're going to do a Tarkov live episode where Nikita is going to talk about new features and stuff coming, but it really was just like a bug fix. And then they talked about a couple new features that are coming in the future. So people got like super amped and then it, it was, it was kind of like a letdown. Um, but yeah, I guess while we're on the, on the topic of, of firearms, I can show, uh, they're bringing the Steyr Aug, uh, to the game. Ooh, okay. Um, so, and I think, I think I do have, yeah, I have some footage of this to show. Um, so that's wow, cool. I, I, it's miss, I missed this. All right, this is this is good yeah. news. Yeah. So there's some footage of it on uh, on customs. Uh, you can see whenever it makes it over to your, to your side. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, that's gonna be in the game. They show the some of the reloading animations and and shooting and stuff like that. It has that really silly, uh, integrated scope in the top. It looks like that model has like iron sights on the top of the scope. And then there was, there were two okay. models I saw. The other model had a Picatinny rail on top of the integrated scope. So you could like, you could maybe put like a little Delta point or something on top to switch to for up close. Yeah. Um, but I think without attachments, looking through that little scope with that recoil is going to be a nightmare, yeah, but I, I, I could, I could, I could be wrong. So that was one Definitely. of the things single fire that bad boy till you get, till you get the picatinny and put an optic on <laughs> yep then the other thing i wanted to get your opinion on because i i have an incredibly strong opinion on this one of the things that he said could be coming to the game is a knockdown mechanic so right now it's it's, it's frustrating and needs to change in my opinion but like if you're out in the middle of shoreline moving around and somebody's clear up at the at the radio tower and they shoot you you lose stamina and you can't move which is not pleasant like you can't get to cover anything yeah. They're thinking of implementing a knockdown mechanic, so you actually get knocked down. So, okay. like, you get shot and it knock and it can knock you over, and you have to recover and uh, get back up. What do you, What do you think of that? 
I mean, I think, I think that's a, a good idea. Honestly, like if you get hit with a 762 by 51 in your chest plate, you're going down, you know, so it's going to knock you over. So that, that makes sense based on the caliber and it would allow you to potentially regroup in a firefight at some point. So I, I think it'll make firefights more interesting, honestly. Hard disagree. <laughs> really? Yeah, um, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I, I think anytime you lose, you like, you like lose control of your character in a game mm -hmm. is like one of the most frustrating things ever. Like, well, I think it, it depends on how they implement it for sure. Cause I agree that's, that would be terrible. But if it knocks you down and it's like a, a very short window, like <gasps> catch my breath. And then I'm, then I'm, I can get back up, then it would work. But if it's, yeah, if you're out of control and unable to move for it, for, you know, what is probably, I would say more than two seconds, it would definitely be a big, big L. Yeah. And I, I guess that's true. It could, it needs change and it is a change and it could be better. I just instantly think it's battle state, so they're gonna make it like you fall over the horizons turn, and so you have no chance to like try to figure out where your enemy's coming from, and then and then you have to. I could see them like put your butt stock down, push your gun up, get your leg underneath you, and then you get destroyed. Like I could just see it being like that and being like incredibly frustrating. But I guess it could be cool if it's done right, where you don't really lose, where you don't really lose control. Because like they added the the operator in Rainbow Six Nomad who has air jabs that like. So she's really good for flank watch. She can put these little air jabs that are like airbags. So when you go mm -hmm. through a door, it blows you back out the door and like you fall Jeez. down and you don't have control. And like when you get like blown out into a hallway and then you're trying to get back up and you get killed, it's like the most frustrating thing ever. Cause like right now when you get shot and you, you have no movement, like that is pretty frustrating too, but you still can turn and look and shoot if you have to. So that's like a little bit of the difference there. My yeah. preference would be, I don't know why you have to lose stamina. I think to keep the immersion and stuff like that, I think you should get like a shot of adrenaline. Like if you get shot, you have like a really short burst of adrenaline that, that you could use to like maybe potentially get to cover. But right. I don't know. I thought that was a kind of a weird thing to add. Um, the other thing that has a lot of, like it's a really uh, controversial thing is they're deleting Steam Audio. They're getting rid of Steam Audio, which is what, like, uh, you know, uh, Hunt Showdown is really commended for their great audio. Mm -hmm. um, that's what they use. So people were really excited for Steam Audio to come to Tarkov because it has a lot of audio issues. Uh, but they're actually deleting that and doing something else. They didn't even mention what they were going to do. Um, so that was actually a bummer uh, to a lot of folks. Um, yeah, I remember they made a big deal about uh, bringing it in like a year or two ago, so... Yeah, it's like they're actually giving up on it. So I thought that was a bummer. Um, I was hoping they would continue to add because I guess I'm trying to I'm trying to learn about this stuff a little bit. But I guess there's like 11 different modules of Steam Audio that you can have sound sources in and stuff like that, and they were only using one of them. So oh, like okay. Hunt Showdown was built from the ground up. It uses all 11 uh, modules, right. and it's like a fully fleshed out like amazing audio. So I was hoping they would keep working on it, but it sounds like they're giving up on it. Yeah, I mean, they've been having a lot of audio issues, too, I, I feel, every time I am watching anyone play. So maybe maybe it's for the best. Maybe they have a better solution based on the, the cons current constraints that they're, they're facing with the Unity engine. Yep. And then there's another new gun coming. Okay. I have I have footage of it. Shout out production team. You're kind of slowly pulling together as the, as the show <laughs> goes on. Um, the, it's a SR2 MP. So it's like... Oh, the, nice. It's like the shrimp or whatever. 
yeah. they call it the SR1 MP, uh, but as a, a modded out into an SMG. So there's there's a image of it on the screen, and I, man, I think this could be really strong because the nine. I think it's nine by twenty one ammo, mm -hmm. um, is really strong. I use the shrimp to get my pistol kills for for stir up. You have to get three pistol kills is one of the first challenges, and wow. I use I use the SR one, and it was, it's powerful. It just takes a couple shots. So, yeah, this is uh some footage of the uh of the SR two, that, that that is coming. Yeah, the SR2, I mean, this, this is a really cool one. Yeah, I think you got it right. I think it is 9 by uh, 9 by 21. It's a, it's a Russian PDW or SMG. So um, really, really unique gun. I want to say this was in one of the Battlefield games, whether it was three or four. Um, but yeah, this thing's awesome. So that's, that's actually really cool. Definitely be a good PDW um, or an SMG for those close quarters engagements. Speaking of Russians, there's the sex bots. Right, now, the second, we, <laughs> second, second, I say the word Russian. Look what happens. They love us. Um. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's that's some of the stuff coming. I'm trying to think if there's anything really else. They talked a little. bit. Everybody's wanting Streets of Tarkov to come back. Uh, that's not happening. Um. Yeah, we haven't like, heard anything about that. Unfortunately, they, he said he still wants it to be this year, but everyone's just saying, yeah, right. They kind of don't believe him anymore. They've been working on it for so long. And then there was also a little bit of mention on Arena. Uh, one thing that I did, that he did clarify um, about Arena that I did want to talk about that I thought was really cool um, was the fact that um, they are doing a ranked system. Um, so it's going to have an actual ranked mode. Um, and they're, they're working on fleshing that out right now. And then at launch for Arena, they also, they want to have four maps at least. And with a lot more coming down the pipeline to to have to have a lot of maps, so I thought that was pretty cool. But I, I'm excited to see um, how the ranking system works out. That might be pretty fun. Definitely, um, that's that's good to hear. We haven't really heard much about Arena in a while, so that's good. Yep, it's been a minute. So they talked about that. So yeah, I just thought I would cover the the new stuff coming to Tarkov. Tarkov's in a really weird place, man. It's been. It's been a weird wipe. I feel like people are kind of down on the game right now with like the cheaters and the RMTers yeah. and and the, the servers. I think a lot of it's like house. This is more of like a housekeeping time, right? I feel like they're they're doing it's slow, but it, it seems like they're probably doing a lot in the back end. I would assume if they're announcing things like arena and stuff, doing things in the back end too, that'll you know in the long run benefit the game. So that's kind of what I'm hoping for, right? Yep definitely um so yeah i think that covers tarkov um i guess it's time for everyone's favorite segment dude and i have no effing clue if this is even gonna work i got so much weird audio shit going but let's try the quick shot let's see i'll let you know i'll let you know all right all right there it is yeah we got it all we right. got it Woo! that's the main thing like everything else is like hearing voices whatever as long as we can hear the quick, quick shot, shot audio that's it yeah it's all that we're good but everyone, everyone's here for that so so we're good yeah so <laughs> the first thing i wanted to talk about was there was another blog uh for dead drop uh for docs game where they gave a little bit i just thought it was interesting it's not worth a full story or whatever it's pretty short but they they talked about um the the story a little bit more um kind of some background on it and there was a new there was a new map image that actually looks pretty cool um 
he talks about, I highlighted a couple of things. So the whole premise behind it, we hadn't heard before is it talks about climate wars. It takes place in uh, 2020.b, 40 years into the climate wars. Uh, this crisis led to the creation of refiner states to clean pollutants out of the air. During the climate wars, urban areas were uninhabitable without the assistance of helmets. There's where the NFTs come in. Woohoo! Everybody loves it. As yes. refiner states cleanse the air, but sold cities, subculture of claws, variants. And it just talks about the different... Um, uh, factions and stuff, which isn't that important. I thought the whole climate or thing was cool. And then this is another thing that has been fixing. Uh, and then this image was cool too. Um, but another thing that we've been talking about is uh, embers are manufacturers, modders, and crafters for hire within Dead Drop Universe. It is not yet possible to enroll as an ember. So that makes me think user generated content again, right? Yeah, that's what kind of what it sounds like, right? That ma that image looks awesome, by the way. It does look really cool. So I, I wanted to talk about it and pull it up because it looks really cool. You have like, um, just like this little plot of land, like up on a massive skyscraper with a skyscraper on top of that. Then you have like a, um, describing it in detail for the podcast listener. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then you have like a landslide with like water and uh, some kind of building inside. It just looks really cool. I thought I love the contrast of like the urban city with the with the forest and the water and, and everything. I thought it looked really neat. Kind of reminds me of like a uh, uh, Judge, like the, the 2009, I think it was, or 2010, Judge Dredd movie mixed with like The Last of Us. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> that's what the vibe I'm getting from this picture. It looks, looks, uh, that's what I'm getting. But yeah, no, it looks awesome. That's actually a really interesting concept. I like that a lot. I get that too. And then it'll be, uh, it'll be neat uh, if there actually is, you know, if you can, it sounds like it's not yet possible to enroll as an ember. But when you can do that, it might, it sounds like maybe you can mod craft stuff. So maybe yep. you can mod maps and make, make user generated content. And like we've been saying, that could be the future. So we're, we're a few weeks out from getting another snapshot to see where they're at on yeah. development of this vertical extraction shoot, shooter. Um, but yeah, they call the existence is like the expanse of everything. Um, and cool. then there's just a little bit talking about refiner states. Uh, there's another image here. Um, it talks about there's several different kinds of uh, AI factions. It sounds like like scavs and stuff. Um, there's different ones of those. Um, there's just a couple other images of, of stuff. But yeah, I just thought I thought that image was cool. And I thought the mention of modding already it, it is pretty cool. Yeah, especially at the point they're at, for sure. Yeah, they're moving. Seems like they're moving fast. I, you, you know, you mentioned Embark moving fast. I feel like these guys are moving quick, too. It sure feels yeah, like. I mean, given given how fast they're going, maybe that six week snapshot is a good idea, right? <laughs> yeah, it might be. Um, so yeah, I guess that covers that. And these are quick stories, guys, because you know what they are—they're uh, quick shots. Um, I think maybe last week, you know, when I talked about Apex Legends for like three seconds, that maybe that was that was that was potentially bad journalism. Um, <laughs> they actually. Uh, I thought it was of note. It is a first-person shooter, and they hit record player numbers on Steam. They had over a quarter million people playing just on Steam, uh, and that's not counting Origin and console and everything. So, is that is that record for the game or a record all like for anything on Steam? Oh, uh, that's just a record for the game. Um, okay. That's a that's a record for uh, which this you know late into season fourteen uh, to yeah. hit your highest concurrent player number is uh, is pretty that's, pretty insane. That's impressive. And then, um, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, what it came out back in like 2018, didn't it? Yeah, I think that's what it released. Yeah. That's crazy. And it's still growing. There's a few games that do that. I feel like Tarkov has grown. 
uh, Rainbow Six Siege grew after release. A lot of them, you know, start out really high, then people get tired of them, and they and they die. But there's a select few that that grow from launch, and Apex is one of them. They have the new operator, new uh, maps and stuff this season. But then the other thing that was cool, they did leak. Uh, something did leak. They're doing a new mode that's along the lines of gun game. So I feel like they've kind of added a domination. They're doing limited time modes quite a bit that are more multiplayer and COD like, which is kind of interesting. Uh, Leo said 2019. He probably probably google that shout yeah, out Leo. I, I think it was yep february you're right all right shout out thank you for that keep us honest around here bad journalism um <laughs> this tells you how much i'm into <laughs> apex Legends. yeah right uh but yeah i, I the, the thing that i the takeaway for me on this uh where they're having like the gun game and they've had domination they kind of have a search and destroy arena mode is that i could see them kind of morphing in they started with a br and kind of morphing into also a multiplayer shooter too like not necessarily just br like still have those competitive modes right yeah i mean that that's people would definitely like those modes so that'd be pretty cool i the domination type mode people really like that i remember i had some friends that actually played that quite a bit um and then the other thing so the next that's still probably that still probably wasn't enough for uh for apex i'm sorry we'll get better at it we'll get better um the next thing i want to talk about is kind of in your wheelhouse we were talking about campaigns and stuff did you see did you happen to see the leaks of the call of duty black ops 4 campaign that got scrapped yeah i did i did see some of them yeah i well i i didn't get a chance to look at um like the the stuff for it um but i listened to some of the videos in the background while i was doing stuff and it, i remember hearing some things about it previously i didn't get to look at all the stuff but it sounded cool. Yeah, it was actually really neat. I didn't look through everything either because somebody just went on Reddit and posted everything. Yeah. It had to be. It almost had to be somebody that worked on the game because they, they posted like everything and more than 400 images. It says concept art, storyboard, early mission planning and more. Um, wow. So, yeah, uh, if you guys don't remember Black Ops 4 released, it was the first Call of Duty in almost forever to release with no no campaign if it yeah. might have been the only one ever uh but someone is. someone leaked and detailed like all the information that was going to be in the campaign and i didn't really enjoy black ops 4 that much um but the the campaign was really cool it sounds like it was like a and it, and it might have been too ambitious and it, it that's why it got scrapped because it wasn't going to get done in time um but it was reportedly set in 2070 during the year of chaos and followed from the events of black ops 3 a global pandemic and several climate disasters reduced the world order to two main factions, the World United Nations and the Free People's Army, and players would choose which to fight for. Um, though also playable solo, the game would revolve around a two-versus-two race to the finish uh, mechanic with the world state changing depending on which teams accomplish their goals first, essentially producing a number of different campaign experiences depending on performance and factions. So I thought it was kind of like a multiplayer campaign where you're against, you know, trying to... I saw it as like, I don't know a really rudimentary example would be like galactic conquest and battlefront where like yeah. you would try to take over a part of the map and you could keep attacking places until you lost. And then the other team could attack. It sounds like you kind of fought for control of the, of the, of the map in a two V two team. And then it said you had a handler, a character that would talk to players through each mission and generally oversee the campaign. So that was kind of a cool deal. You have like a handler that tells you where you need to go and what missions you need to do uh, for the faction and stuff like that. So um, the ambitious nature of the campaign uh, may have led to its cancellation as reports first emerged in April 2018 that Black Ops 4 would not include a single player mode for the first time in franchise history. This article comes to us from IGN. Let's be good journalists around here. 
Um, but yeah, I thought four years later it gets leaked out that they had this massive <laughs> campaign. It sounds really cool. It sounds like a, a twist on campaigns that we hadn't seen before. Yeah, I mean, it sounds it sounds cool. And that game, it was really weird that it didn't have a campaign. But, I mean, for me personally, I only bought it for Blackout, and that's all I ever played. <laughs> but, but yeah, the campaign, I know that was a big deal at the time. Um, sounds like it would have been cool. I wonder why it got scrapped. I know they were... they they Because Treyarch did a great job with updates in that game, did a great job supporting Blackout. They were always pushing up changes, like, whenever there was a, an issue or a meta issue. So they did a really good job supporting that. I know there was a lot of issues around that time though of uh, staff retention and stuff like that. So maybe that's, maybe they just ran into some issue. It wasn't worth doing. Yep. I think that could have been it. And maybe, I don't know. They, there also could have been focus groups and stuff that said, you know, maybe if you have to play the campaign against another team, maybe a lot of people, you know, like to play the campaign and kind of chill, you know, kind of move through yeah. it at their own pace and do side missions or whatever. And like it would make it too multiplayer-y, maybe. Yeah, I'm also I'm I'm kind of glad, uh, uh, like ultimately it didn't come to fruition because, um, blackout. You know whether anyone played it or not. I mean that laid the groundwork for what is Warzone. Warzone is now obviously the biggest thing in Call of Duty. So if we didn't have blackout, if if some of the development efforts were taken away from that potentially for this campaign, you know we may not have Warzone at all today so that's nothing to think about for sure yep so yeah that's that i think that was a nice little quick shot on to the next one one more <laughs> so we alluded to this a little bit in uh in rock hounds discussion uh is everything coming to uh to gamescom um there that is in a couple weeks on uh what did you say like the 26th i yeah. believe um so yeah that's something to look forward to um, there are a couple games that like we could potentially see that are shooters uh, that could come across. Um, what he talked about, we're really looking for something for Embark Studios. His uh, his theory on their release made a lot of sense, um, so it'd be cool to see. And then um, the other, some of the other games I was thinking about. I don't know if you have any that you're thinking of that we could potentially see. We'll definitely keep an eye out and report back to you guys any any shooter news from that comes from this. But um, the Saints Row should be there. Um, I'm looking to see more from X Defiant um, and see what they've been working on. They've had they've been doing like play tests and player feedback tests for a really long time. So I'm hoping to see something from there. I really selfishly probably won't be there, but I want to see the Star Wars first person shooter, um, what they're coming out there, the Embark stuff, and then Xbox is going to be there. So we should hear more about Redfall and Starfield. That's kind of the stuff I'm looking at. I can't really think of any other shooters. Um, there's like a small chance we see some more stuff on Arena from Tarkov, but I kind of doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it also, honestly. Um, I mean, I, there's nothing on the top of my head that I'm look I would expect to see there. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think it'll be. I'm gonna be interested to see what they end up showing for sure. But I'm not expecting, not expecting anything huge out of the blue that we don't really haven't been keeping an eye on like a new title out of nowhere but i think uh we'll get a little bit of news for sure i'll have to wait and see really what what it yep. is <laughs> no i really don't even know what to expect yep same i think i'm like ni 99 of it i'm not going to care about but there there might be right. like a, a couple games where it's like oh like that couple shooter games that we're interested in yeah um, exactly so we'll keep our eye out for that 
Gamescom is coming up. I just I kind of forget about stuff like that. So I thought I'd remind us and everybody that that is something that's uh, headed down the pipeline in the near future. So we'll look for any kind of new information on that. Uh, do you have a little bit of time for a Q&A? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, guys, uh, if there's any of you folks in chat that have any questions or topics you guys want to talk about, uh, about Modern Warfare, the Embark Studio stuff, or any of that stuff, go ahead and, and pop those questions. Um, yeah, while we're finishing up here, or it doesn't have to be a question, too, but it's something you just want to want to talk about. Um, that is awesome, too. Um, yeah, before we go, I just want to extend another special thank you to Rockhound for coming on the segment. Um, I apologize to everyone for the audio issues at the beginning. Hopefully, I can uh, learn from this and, <laughs> and get stuff a little bit smoother at the beginning. That kind of that kind of had me flustered in the beginning, so I'm really sorry about that. Uh, but we'll, we'll try to keep getting better and uh, keep making the show better. I think uh, having... Having segments, that's a big deal, man. Segment yeah. show, that's a big deal. Having Rockhound on was was amazing. So I'm um, very appreciative for him taking the time out of his schedule to do that. And uh, I, I wish him all the best uh, when the game comes out. I hope his channel absolutely pops off uh, when the Embark stuff comes out. And I think it will. And um, I was just thankful thankful to have him. I think I think it will, too. Uh, his, he's got good content over there. And definitely, I think his channel is going to blow up. Um, really good to have him on really good dude and he gave us a lot of good information so we're definitely going to have, have to have him back eventually yeah an amazing guest that, that it was it was very enlightening yeah for sure um yeah there's a couple questions uh one from leo uh buff do you think modern warfare 2 may reintroduce the brin 2 or 805 ghost had so many underrated weapons from every category yeah, I would. I'd really like to see the Bren uh, two or eight hundred five. That was on my wish list video for ARs, so I think it would be be good to see. But again, it's so similar to something like a Scar in a lot of ways, and some of the any a lot of like a handful of more modular modern assault rifles. So we'll have to see. I think again, the more weapons, the better. Even if they handle like almost identical, uh, I just think the more the more the better. So. I'd like to see it for sure. We'll have to wait and see. But if it was, it wasn't Ghost. I mean, that was also an Infinity War title, so I wouldn't be surprised if we get a lot of uh, crossover weapons. <clears throat> That'd be really cool. Um, why do you think they released Warzone Two only three weeks after multiplayer? Hmm, that's a good question. I think probably. Um, to I mean, that's just going to be the cherry on top for the game as far as yeah. sales go. Um, the thing the massive thing that that warzone does is it gets people wanting to play multiplayer to level up guns and stuff like that so honestly i think they're they're hitting that they're hitting that uh holiday window um they're getting they're getting warzone out before the holidays so if you have like and i i i'm probably making sweeping generalizations that i shouldn't be <laughs> but you, i could just picture little timmy you know playing free to play warzone with his with his buddies and it comes out, you know, and then they're leveling up their guns really fast. Or already have their guns leveled up in multiplayer. They're get, he's going to ask his parents for multiplayer so he can level up guns faster. I mean, it's just it's just their marketing thing. And that that was one of the cool things I didn't remember or I I didn't realize at the time that uh, Blackout was so cool. There weren't you didn't have loadouts. You had to go find your attachments and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think that's gone forever because of <sighs> of how much leveling up guns for Warzone gets people to play multiplayer. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree. As far as maybe finding attachments and stuff, maybe that's something we see in some parts of DMZ because of the backpack system. But yeah, I agree. I mean, it, this is only going incentivize, to incentivize people to get the game for multiplayer to level things up. It also allows, if there's any glaring problems with weapon balance and stuff like that, um, it allows them to fix those before the holiday. We don't end up with the situation we had the past two years where uh, Cold War integration weapons were just busted completely like the dmr <laughs> yeah. 14 and the mag 10 for you know seems like it was a total of like two months or more before they finally got it to the point where it wasn't overpowered and the same with vanguard i mean we just had the same situation it really that's not you're releasing what's going to be the biggest fps title of all time um i would believe it's not a good look if if it's just pissing everybody off while your development team's away for the holidays, so. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I didn't even think of that, really. Um, mm. They also asked, what kind of campaign story are you guys looking for? I want clear and present danger mixed with Sicario. I'm not a campaign aficionado, so I'll let you answer that, Bob. Yeah, definitely, definitely, like, clear and present danger mixed with Sicario. I also, like, I, I, I really, like, if anyone wants a terminal list, there's a couple, couple episodes um, in there that take place in a South America location ish, maybe Mexico. I'm not going to give away any, anything, but yeah, like that type of vibe too. Um, that's kind of what I'm looking for. And that's what I'm expecting for sure. And if you look at something like, like um, terminal list, um, you know, that took place in multiple locations, kind of like what we saw with that trailer today. So that's, you know, that's what I would expect. I think, I think you hit the nail on the head, like clear and present danger with us, with Sicario for sure. Nice. And then Edward asked, um you've been noticing with the mw2 teasers and trailers that references the classic mw campaigns appeared like i'm assuming like gillied up and stuff like that you think that the devs intentionally put them in the game i think yeah i think they give nods to previous cause to get people excited yeah nostalgia for sure nostalgia is a huge tool for cod marketing yep. it is yep everyone's gonna see that like everyone today oh it's all gillied up and then everyone's gonna be going crazy um with that you know what's the mission what's the weapon so everyone loved that mission caught for so they're definitely doing it on purpose <laughs> yep uh what guns from smgs rifle snipers dmrs pistols uh what one weapon per category would you like to see or use in multiplayer dmz and warzone so i guess that's a pretty massive question if you want to answer like i would say like what's what's an smg and rifle that you're most looking forward to yeah i mean man you it, you can't pick just one but if i had to pick one uh smg i think the mpx i'm looking forward to always love a p90 rifles i mean give me give me my modernized ak um for sure and in the scar i can live with snipers give me that m82 dmrs uh sr25 pistols give me a glock 18c good to go boom i'll take a 17l um <laughs> do you think my dad has one. It's super cool. The long That's barrel, awesome. like super yeah, long slide. That thing's awesome. It's kind of silly, but I like it. Um, Sergio asked, do you think Warzone 1 will be buffing 2019 guns once Warzone 2 gets released? I have no idea what's going to happen with Warzone Legacy is what it's going to be called. I have no clue what the heck's going to happen with that thing. If they're going to totally drop it, if they're going to keep balancing it, or what the heck? I think we're going to see support go to a minimum and i don't think they're going to do anything to buff the modern warfare weapons i think it, it it is in the state it's in and when we're, we're probably it's going to get to the point where will we will just be seeing um like different playlist type 
expectations for sure. So it's definitely all the, all the focus is going to be on Warzone 2 because that's where everyone's going to be playing. Um, definitely. And I do think, I know there's another question here. Um, Code Red, I think it, Modern Warfare 2 sales are going to blow away Modern Warfare 2019 sales also. Yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be a ridiculously large game uh, with with Halo and, and 2042 falling off. And I, I mentioned yeah. this in my video. Sony even flat out said it in Brazil when they're going back and forth over the Activision merger that there is no competition for Call yeah. of Duty. Right there now. isn't. Just really there isn't. isn't. Which I, I'm kind of sad about that. I was I was hoping for, for a little bit more across the board from from the other two. Triple A. Yeah. I don't even know if you call them Triple A anymore. It's almost like COD is Triple A and then Halo and Battlefield are Double A almost. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> indie dev teams doing better than those games, so. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But, yeah, I think that's an episode, don't you? Yeah, that's uh, that's good stuff. Looking forward to seeing what we, what we learn the next week or so here, and then obviously leading into COD next about a month away, so. A lot of good stuff upcoming here for sure. Yep. There's lots of stuff upcoming. We're always trying to find uh, awesome, knowledgeable guests like we had today and uh, just always trying to make the show better. And we appreciate you guys uh, being friends, telling a friend and uh, just support and hanging out with us. The questions and chats always awesome. Um, and uh, just really appreciate everything. Yeah. Great, great stuff, guys. Chat was killing it. Uh, big shout out to our guest rock hound as well so that was a that was a really good episode and we had our first like breaking news segment too so a lot of yeah. a lot of stuff Dude, going I, on here i almost missed it too that was so bad <laughs> i was like trying to introduce him and then i looked over at my my studio feed where i have the other stuff ready to to move over to the broadcast and yeah. i saw that tweet pulled up and i'm like oh we got breaking news because and I, I was i was so flustered with the audio stuff that yeah. i i wanted it to be i wanted it to be like we're a breaking news show we're a segment yeah. show now we actually have segments like a badass like a real news show i was like right, i was right. trying and then i got yeah, flustered and almost it happens man it happens you live and learn but no i i mean i thought things went pretty smooth to be honest uh kind of it could have been uh, worse it could have been uh, it can always be worse exactly <laughs> yeah i guess i guess the glass half full would be like we're talking to a guest that's in new zealand yeah. And then it's coming to Kansas, and then I got this whole disaster audio mix. I completely revamped my audio, and then it's brought it's going up to your channel yeah. <laughs> in New York, and it going out. So yeah, it's like a, a lot of a lot of going on there. Yeah, technology, man. It's a lot of moving parts. It could have been way worse. Yeah. Definitely. But thanks for bearing with us, guys. Really appreciate it so much. Uh, I'm not sure. We'll probably still go for Monday again. You think or? Yeah, I mean, we may need to pivot with this COD news on Tuesdays, but we'll, we'll discuss it and figure it out for sure. Yeah, we'll see. So, so uh, yeah, guys, thank you guys so much for being here. We'll be, be back next week. If we're on, we're on Monday. We'll see you guys in about 142 hours. The countdown's on. We'll see you Damn again. Right. And uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Justin, D-Kraut, Leo, Sergio, all you guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for the super chats, guys. Appreciate it. We'll have the, the VOD uploaded to the Scope channel. Go ahead and check that out. And then we'll have a bunch of clips up throughout the week as well. So yep. thanks, guys. And uh, links below to Crash's channel as well. Rock Hound. So go ahead and make sure you guys check them out also. All right. See you guys. Appreciate it.